Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. So one of the military personnel present said to the radiologist that I didn't have a name for. You guys got a bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) I just shit myself. We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch with Sasquatch Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. I continue to be Lennon. You sure the fuck are. We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys... We're two hosts. We're two gentlemen that have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may have not heard of, or you may have heard of. Either way, we're going to tell you those stories. We're going to give you our opinions and let you come to your own conclusions. We'll do the research so you don't have to. Uh, Why is this line always hard for me? Uh, Keep your mind open to the possibilities that things may not be as they experience, or they appear, or they experience. But today, we take a look at one of the most fascinating and disturbing UFO cases in the world. Hello. Um, this case involves two UFO crashes. Nope. 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 This case involves a UFO crash. Just a singular. Yeah. Two captured creatures mm-hmm. and, like always, a government cover-up. Always with it. Why is the Brazilian government... Threatening people to shut up or else. And was the U.S. involved in the aftermath of it all? Well, sit back, relax, and put your damn nose plugs in for this episode as we dive into the Brazil's, into Brazil's Roswell incident. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Kind of like the Brazil's Roswell incident. The Broswell. I couldn't, Broswell, that's that's what I said. (laughs) It's great. Broswell. Um. Now, as great as that title would be, I don't think people would know what the fuck you're talking about. No. Braswell. What the fuck is a Braswell? It's a bra, and it feels well. Sounds like a uh, some kind of corporation. <laughs> Braswell. Um, they make eggs. Yeah, totally different than probably. bras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got most of our research. Uh, actually, I got all of mine. From a yeah. new documentary that just came out called Moment of Contact. Hold your shit. Yeah, it's a pretty wild one. Actually, it's very wild. Um, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Very much I so. Would, um, I would recommend it. I mean, yeah, you could watch it on Prime Video. Yeah, it's, rent it. Rent it for five bucks or buy it for 12. 12. Yeah, I bought it. So did I. Yeah, just fuck it. Yeah, it's like I'm going to watch it twice anyways. Yeah. So, um, But wild shit happened. A little bit. Yes. Wild, wild shit. Wild, is, wild shit. Apparently wild shit's been happening in Brazil which is, as you said, where this all took place. Yes, sir. Watch, it's been happening in Brazil for years, not yeah. just uh, when this one that we'll be talking about happened. Um, in 1996, Brazilian authorities are tipped off by the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, that a UFO had, has been picked up on their radar near Virginia, oh, Brazil. Yeah, I first read that I saw vagina. Yeah, I did too. And, um, yeah. Um, no, I don't want to talk over you. There's a movie, John Carter of Mars. Okay. Yep, I haven't seen it. Okay. It didn't look um, interesting to me. How was it? It was good. 
Okay. It was one of those movies that I rewatched a thousand times as a teenager. A wee little man. It was good. With a wee little beard. Yeah, a little one. Actually, none. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there's a point in there where the guy, uh, John Carter, yes, sir. Uh, he's on Mars, mm-hmm. as the title suggests. Oh. And he's talking to uh, one of the Martians, and he's basically trying to explain to him where he's from. And he says, Virginia. And, uh, or somehow he says Virginia. They mistake it as saying that's his name. And so the guy says, Virginia. <laughs> Just like that. Virginia. Yeah. So my brother and I, Orion, you know him. Oh. You've met him before. I have. Uh, we say that to each other many, many times, frequently on a monthly basis. Uh, Virginia. <laughs> um, so anytime I type that, that's all I said out loud. Virginia. So, yeah. So I apologize if that sneaks its way in. It already has, and yes. it's okay. Um, so what follows is, in my opinion, as well as many others, uh, one of the single biggest stories in UFO history of alien activity, alien encounters, military cover-ups, and documented evidence of the unknown. The documentary follows the eyewitness accounts, as well as news coverage from the time of the crash, sightings, and the cover-up that followed Brazil's Roswell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was letting you speak. Oh, okay. I know that was an end, so I was just it's a, yeah. Um, but as so, I yeah. said, <laughs> but as I said, it's not the first time. It's not Brazil's uh, first run around the block with UFOs. Just like it's not our first time running around the block with merchandise. Oh yes, we got new merch. Yeah, we got new merch. New shirts. I don't know how much of mine is shown in my camera, but I could see yours. Well, yours has a black so what, shirt with a patch on it. What happened? What, what with, had happened with yours is literally the mic covered up the whole Sasquatch. It oh, just beautiful. it's it's just covered. Uh, it's kind of, well. There you go. You got yours. Your, <laughs> in mine, of course, it'd be easier just putting the picture in. I have no clue what you can see. Yep, Mike's covering everything. <laughs> Sexy. That's a little better. Oh, Cam. <laughs> One of those cams will work, or it will uh, just be a picture. Beautiful. I got to adjust everything. I'm sorry. That's all, all comfy. You're good. Now the boxes are high. We also have not only shirts. That's on your side. It is. We also have a very special announcement that was announced last week. Proud of you. Jesus, no. <laughs> Uh, that was announced last week, but here it is. It is the mug that you will be receiving, possibly, maybe, with as follows. As we said, we're going to do a, uh, not a contest, a giveaway. Giveaway. Lots of stuff <laughs> happening over there. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was stuck on my cord. I was trying to. So here's, here's the details. Here's how it's going down. Fish. Fry. Starting Fry. now. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Starting now until June 10th, mm-hmm. if you, you leave a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice, wherever you listen to us, um, it can be funny, it can be genuine, it can be serious, an impression of the ancient astronaut, nope, ancient aliens uh, narrator. Could it be? Anything at all. Leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. And you will be one of two winners. Two? Two, you say? Well, one of you is going to get one of our shirts. <laughs> came, nothing came out. Not this one off of our bodies. Unless you really Unless you want really it. you really want I mean, that, you know. We'll, we'll sign it for you, for fuck's sake. I don't but, care. Uh, everything shook. Um, you're gonna punch my mic. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, so you get, the winner's going to get a shirt, and the runner-up is going to win that mug. Now, here's how it works. Hey, Lennon, which shirt? Whichever one they want. All right. 
which are all available for purchase through our website at the moment. That's right. And so. more merch, because by the time this releases, we'll probably have about two or three more items on there. Some, so. new, some other more merch. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sign up to Patreon for discounts on the merch. There we go. All but anyways, way. talk about the giveaway again. Sorry. <laughs> talk I can't keep... I'm like an ADD fucking animal over it's here. It's all good. <laughs> so like I said, you got to leave Ow. a comment. <laughs> the fuck you do? I whip myself. <laughs> and it, it really hurt. Great. <laughs> I got a red mark. <laughs> nice. That happens. Please go. All right. Oh, my. So if you leave the rating and leave a review, we'll pick our top two favorite, as yeah. I said, now, here's the other details. You got to be a follower of social. The cult of Don't Touch My Sasquatch. No. Cult? No, you've got to be a follower on our socials, whether you're subscribed to our YouTube channel or yes, follow us on Facebook, uh, not Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. I mean, we have a Reddit now. We have a Reddit, and uh, we do have a Twitter, but I, I just. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what? We focus on the goddamn Facebook Insta f- Reddit. Yes. Uh, we have a subreddit. And mm-hmm. we have our Reddit page. If you join our subreddit, you can just openly have discussions with us or share right. things you think are wild. We'll talk about that at the end. But you have to follow us on one of there. We'll have a giveaway post that will be um, posted soon here to announce. <laughs> to announce. Um, this Ow, I punched giveaway. it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have a. a, inst- a what post? I'm sorry? A Repeat? Because give- I just punched everything and fucked up. We'll have a giveaway post uh, that we will have on our socials to announce this all going down. After you've left your review and rating, comment on there to let us know that you entered. And then we can also be able to reach you through this when we select the winners. It's simple. You can even just write, I entered. You don't have to put a glamorous note. Yeah. Just or we can anything. write DTS. So, so we can find you. We can write hashtag we're beard. going to find you. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay. No, we're not. <laughs> um, once we've chosen the winter, winners, not winters. One winter. Once we have chosen the winners, you'll be asked to direct message us on whatever social you've uh, entered on, and we will go over the details with you from there. Mm-hmm. The winter... I did it again. Winter is coming. <laughs> the winners <laughs> will be announced on our socials on June 12th. Yes, sir. So, free shirt, free mug. All you got to do is comment. and Nope. All you got to do is rate and leave a review. That's Number it. one, shirt. Number two, mug. Yeah. Yeah. Number Very three... Simple. And a couple laughs. Yeah, perfect. Enjoyment. So. Giggles. Get all up on that. Get on it. Like a, I don't know. Blue bonnet. Get on it. On it like blue bonnet. I don't know what that means, but where were we? Blue bonnet's a type of margarine spread. Oh. So. Where were we? Back to the dock. This ad break was brought to you by. Or back to Brazil's UFOs. Don't touch my sense. Um, So, as I said, Brazil's no stranger to UFO sightings, just like most of the world. But Brazil has experienced some very wild ones. Could it be? Ubatuba. I love that name. That's a great name. Ubatuba. On September 7th of 1957 in Ubatuba, Brazil, an object was seen by the beach descending the skies at a high speed. It was the shape of a bassoon. Bassoon? Bassoon, not a tuba. That's why it was weird. Uh, That is out of place. (laughs) Just before impact with the water, it was witnessed exploding... Oh, boy. Fragments were collected from the beach and sent to the lab for analysis, and it was confirmed that extraterrestrial magnesium was present in these fragments. What the hell is up with Brazil and exploding UFOs? Right? It, it's like where they go, the aliens go to 
fucking test drive. <laughs> well, that's the... It's, it's a road test. Yeah. All right. Fun. It's your turn. <laughs> God damn, you did another car. Early, or, early years FUD. <laughs> early years FUD. Just a teenager. A little mustache. Yeah, little, like, you know, one of those not grown in, but... Oh, like my brother. Yeah. <laughs> what, he has one? A little bit. Oh, man, I've never noticed. Yeah, he hasn't shaved in, like, nine months for it. <laughs> he hasn't shaved in... Uh, Just a mustache. You it's know coming together, though. He's young. He's it's young. getting there. I mean, he's going to have to grow it long like mine so you can see it, but... It's getting there. Yeah. Anyways, we're talking about the Anyways, mustache Trini- side stash. Uh, Trinidad. Trinidad. One of the two. It's Trinidad. Jan- it doesn't matter. January 16th, 1958, in one of the Trinidad dads, Brazil, a mm-hmm. Navy crew witnessed a disc-shaped object doing strange maneuvers over the ocean. Donuts! Photos were taken <laughs> of the object and shown in the dock. I think these are very credible photos that look legit as fuck. Do you remember those ones? Yeah, it was the light one, right? Like the light was going across? Nope. Uh, there, these are the f- black yeah, and white photos taken. But it had the... I yes, thought it was, it was lighter. Just, and, yeah, it was, it was a like, cylinder. Not cylinder, I'm sorry. Disc. Disc, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you just did. That's the noise it made, too. It uh, did. The photos made noises. They did. It's, it's almost like a photos. video. Oh. It wasn't a video. It was a fucking photo. There was a video later. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Captain James McDonald. Oh, he still got it. Good, all right. Proceed, it. please. Uh, Lynn's Brazil, 1968. Dana Maria Jose Sintra dos Santos. Imagine having that name. Yeah, that's someone. That's sorry, name. sorry. Had an experience that is classified as an encounter of the third kind. What's the third kind? She witnessed a disc, which she described as a large, enormous plate. Mm, she was hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. She, <laughs> There's a plate in the sky. It's empty. <laughs> she described it's seeing, empty. She described seeing beings inside the craft and not knowing if these beings were human or otherwise. Then she goes on to say that after the craft flew off, all of the lights in the town went out. Mm, like an EMP yeah. or something. Like That's that. what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, another one. Colaris, Col- Colaris, Colaris, Brazil, 1977. Okay. Declassified Air Force documents reveal many accounts of military and civilian sightings. Mm-hmm. Brazilian Air Force captain is shown in an older interview describing nine forms of objects they witnessed. Nine times. Nine forms. You ready for them? Tell me them. Probes. Beautiful. Crafts. Beautiful. That were all shaped like flying discs. Photos taken by the Brazilian Air Force are shown as well as detailed military documents that describe some even seeing the occupants of these crafts. Right. They were weird looking shaped. A hiccup, sorry. They were a weird shape, like crap. Yeah, they looked like a muffler yeah. to a car. Yeah, yeah it was, was kind it of was, odd. And maybe then it they, was a shorter version of a Tic Tac. And they were drawn, like, their maneuvers they were making, and they yeah. were, like, Irregular. very uh, Pac-Man-shaped. Uh, yeah. You know, the way that they would, you know, Pac-Man bahas around. Fucking FUD was trying out a new vehicle because he kept <laughs> crashing them all. Right angle! Right <laughs> angle! <laughs> That's just next to you. Yes. Call back to Patreon. Then. Oh, check out Patreon. Sign up to be Joe. Oh, that's what that is. Apologize. I'm always having sock issues. It's all good. Uh, this one is called Night of the UFOs on May 19th of 1986. Oh, one year off. Yeah, I couldn't remember. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you thought it was 86, didn't you? No, I didn't. It's seven. December 6th, 1987. That's what the I said. Greatest. 
Uh, no. I, can't, I, can't, no. <laughs> I got nothing. This extended silence is brought to you by brain farts. <laughs> yes. Uh, end a joke very, very quickly. <laughs> In Sao Paulo, Brazil, six Brazilian fighter jets are dispatched to chase down over a dozen UFOs spotted in the sky. Original air traffic control audio is played in the sh- and shows the moment these pilots encountered these strange crafts. The Ministry of Air Force confirmed this event with a press conference that is shown, and the pilots, were, the pilots that were present described their encounters. Yeah. One pilot described that their objective was to approach and to identify, but they couldn't even get close, let alone identify. Right. So you can hear in the, in the audio, they were like, I don't know what he's saying. Not like that. <laughs> but no, they were saying like, what is that? You know, your typical, yeah. why is it moving so fast? Holy shit, there it goes, and it's gone. Stuff like yeah. that. Um, more video and photographic evidence is shown of the following years with many more sightings. Photos of photos of discs in the air and compelling video of a strange light that flies all over the city at night, making sharp turns, sudden stops, and incredible changes in speed. Even goes behind. A light pole. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Behind a light pole. It's <laughs> like, I I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Um, but, yeah, and that was that was pretty cool video. A you pretty know, cool video. You know what it was? Hmm. It was the chon-chon. Uh, that, that's what it was. Yeah. Related to the bonbon. Yeah. Up there croaking like a frog. And the Kalku. Kalku. For all these random names that don't make sense to you guys. Patreon. Come visit the next day. I have salt. <laughs> Come back tomorrow with, for salt. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, small town tales. Yes. This brings us up to speed to 1996 when the incident occurred. Incident? What incident? In 1996 in Virginia, Brazil. <laughs> Virginia. Oh. Virginia. Virginia, I think it was. Oh, who gives a rat's ass? Virginia. 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 For Virginia. You've never seen that? I have not, no, sir. I gotta play that part. I can't play it for you. <laughs> no, don't don't exit the video again. Anything. So many exits of the video, and then I have to ten minutes later watch you go. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Funny moment of realization when That's he right. Yeah. Yeah, you just look in and then all of a sudden smiling. Haha. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. <laughs> he just looks at me like, don't yell at me. <laughs> We're making noises. Me. <laughs> now you're mine. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the incident. Yeah, what happened? Well, let's start with Carlos de Souza. I think it's Souza. It uh, is. In 1996, right after the incident happened, he did an interview because, well, he witnessed a craft on fire. Mm-hmm. Crashing, sure. so in the only interview giving given, and the only other interview Carlos did about the incident back in 1996, he explained how he witnessed a UFO flying through the sky, losing altitude. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was struggling to keep altitude. He referenced it like a washing machine mm-hmm. shaking. Um, before he watched it crash into basically a hillside. Yeah, he described it as having. The side completely tom uh, torn. Mm-hmm. It's all tomfoolery. <laughs> tomfoolery. <laughs> completely torn with black smoke coming out of it like it was on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, let's fast forward a little bit more. In the documentary, he did an interview first time, 26 years. Yeah. 
Um, and, and in the end, a little, little something to look forward to, I explained maybe why it took him 26 years to say anything after yeah. this incident happened. Because something happened after that that scared the shit out of him. So, Fucking Mibs. The Vibs? Mibs. Mibs? Oh, no. You gave away the men in black. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was just saying Mib. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> so the incident. Yeah. Uh, he witnessed the crash while on the road from Trace Caracos. Trace mm-hmm. Caracos, sorry. Roughly 21 miles away from the city of Varjina, Brazil. He was, I really worked on that, you know. I have this little Spanish senorita that was actually helping me say these words. Varjina, Brazil. Yeah, I speak Portuguese. Uh, you speak Portuguese. <laughs> 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 no, they don't. He was traveled. Yes, they do. No. <laughs> she understood it. Okay. <laughs> no, anyways. All jokes aside, he was traveling to meet his with his friends to fly ultralight planes. I actually had to look it up because I was like, what's an ultralight oh, plane? Oh, you didn't know what an ultralight is? I didn't. I thought they were like little fucking... Ultralight planes you like threw, and then I looked at it. I was like, that's pretty fucking sweet. I'm yeah, gonna ultralights do that. are awesome. Yeah. To so, look uh, at. yeah, well, you're gonna get used to flying soon because we're gonna be traveling. No, we're not, but you are. Honeymoon coming. Uh, when he saw it, yeah, a UFO flying in the sky towards the highway with the side of the back half torn off. Oh, yeah. He estimated the altitude to be about 1,000 to 1,300 feet and descending. Once it reached the road, the highway, the place where he was driving, right in front of him, it made a 360-degree turn. And he's saying this while he's demonstrating a 180-degree turn. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I noticed that, too. You did, too? All right. I also, go ahead. Still losing altitude. Yes. It would gain altitude briefly before the engines appeared to have totally died, roughly 350 to 500 feet away from him, and it would totally crash into the ground. I don't know why I added totally. It just it would crash into the ground. <laughs> like totally. 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 His thoughts were immediately, and this, in my opinion, just goes to show what kind of person he is. Yes, agreed. His immediate thoughts were, there must have been people in there, and those people would need help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that just says, speaks volumes to yeah. certain people. It was mostly, oh, great. I'm going to vid. Well, you did not back then, videotape, but. Oh, great. But his immediate crash. reaction was to go Let's help. go help. Yes. Exactly. He's a good dude. And uh, I'll get into more of that when we get to the scene, when mm-hmm. we find the place. Yeah. What were you going to say? We were talking about something that made me think of it. Did you notice their abundant use of the slow down at the end of like some someone says something serious and then they mm-hmm. slow down and it's like. <laughs> just glitchy they're trying to make it dramatic yes. but it, it, it didn't really it did like slow-mo yeah it it didn't do it for me the slow-mo because it was done too much <laughs> there's there's done yeah every other sorry it just was, every yeah, every dramatic moment so. I, I love the documentary but that was one thing I was and like, then it would pan off after the slow-mo would go to like a scenic view for yeah. some reason and then come back to the story yeah so now we're cutting back to the story <laughs> perfect they are traveling to the crash site, or they're attempting to travel to the crash site. Mm-hmm. Uh, going off his memory from the incident that happened 26 years earlier, mm-hmm. Carlos tries to take the team to the location. He remembers a white house and a hill and an estimation as to where the site was. And he's mm-hmm. trying to lead them there on his 
dirt road after, as you said, 26 years of not going there. Lots changed in 26 years. Mm-hmm. The guy doing the documentary, I, I'm not trying to shit on him or anything. He did a great job. But in this scenario, he seemed annoyed, frustrated, and pushy here. Mm-hmm. Things changed in 26 years, I said. Give the fucking guy a break. <laughs> like, that's the only time. Like, there were certain that. things, like, we texted. Yeah. You know, he was pushing in certain situations, and it's like, well, you can't have to be to get the information. Sure. In this one, I just felt you're being a dick. A little Sorry. bit. I felt Sorry. very uncomfortable and um, felt bad for Carlos. Yeah, especially, especially after they find it. Yes. Which, spoiler alert, they find it. Yes, they do. <clears throat> he describes how the landscape has changed. Trees, a big pasture, and other things that aren't there anymore, mm-hmm. which would make it hard to find if you miss your landmarks. Spoiler, they locate the small white house and the hill area, and he is visually hit by this. Yes. I believe this man saw some shit that day just by the way he was reacting. Exactly what I was thinking. He got there, and he just kept saying, aqui, aqui, which is here in Spanish, or Portuguese, apparently. Aqui, aqui. (coughs) Sorry. It's okay. (coughs) No, anyways. Uh, Yeah, he kept saying, aqui, it was here, it was here, it was here. And he just broke down. He was just crying, and it just was like, I... Was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, I felt it was not like a fake. Like that was very compelling. It, to kind language. of uh, uh, lend credence to the fact that, he, yes. like you said, he definitely saw some shit go down. I believe he did as well, and I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe people are great actors. That's hard to fake. But that just the way he reacted was hard, in my opinion, and your opinion, to fake. Yes. So now we're at the scene. Carlos describes what he saw mm-hmm. that day in 1996. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot to write the date the whole time. I think it was in January. The timeline was kind of convoluted. I'm pretty sure it was January. So uh, the crash was seven days before the witnesses. Yes. And the captures, which was the twentieth. So it was in January, though, right? Yes, January thirteenth. So, because I remember that at the end they showed the press conference that the military finally gave, and that was in May. Yeah. And it was just like, wow. You don't have to prove anything you said. Got it. Wonderful. That's yeah. really right. Good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Take some acting lessons from Carlos if he's lying. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't think he's lying though. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. as he's describing this great scene, they're standing there and he's saying burnt grass. From what he believed, sorry, okay. there was about a three hundred, not three hundred, one hundred and thirty foot in diameter burn spots mm-hmm. of burnt grass. From what he believed was a chemical substance like acid from mm-hmm. the craft. Had crashed. Yeah. He pointed at the area where the wreckage was spread out over, and he said, through crying eyes, beings died here. Mm hmm. Not all of them, supposedly. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's the question. Did they all die, or was this a different craft that was 26, 21 miles away? Mm hmm. Um, and something I'll allude to later, there seems to be another craft that was searching for something in Vecina. So we'll see. Or we won't see. My hair is getting in my face, and I don't like it. But I like the hat. Thank you again. You're welcome. Anyways, beings died here. Yes. He was describing the craft as the size of a school bus or just a little bit bigger. That was Um, often mentioned. That was mentioned twice, yes. Yes. In another spot that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. The size of a minibus or a school bus, and and it was cylindrical shape, like a tic-tac. Yes. Tic-tac shape. Um. He states that when exiting his car after arriving at the site, he immediately smelled ammonia like rotten eggs. The smell was so strong that he had to cover his nose with a shirt. 
which is a theme in this documentary, which is mm-hmm. why in the beginning I joked about putting your nose plugs in. Mm-hmm. He saw the pieces of the craft. They looked like aluminum or aluminium, as you Britons say. When he picked up a piece, one of the pieces, it was light, and he crumpled it up, and then he let it go. And it went back to its previous shape. Now, this is similar to the accounts in Roswell when they had the metal, as well as Bob Lazar and others when describing metal that was said to have come from a crashed UFO. Mm -hmm. Or, in Bob Lazar's case, just a UFO. Yes. Um, So I found that fascinating, too, that another... uh, like a puzzle piece that's just like, okay, like again, other, like, yeah. Um, yeah. And you could say all these are, are taken from one another, but I don't think that's the case, obviously. Because yeah, so you have to be specific. Anyways, military arrived on the scene shortly mm-hmm. after uh, Carlos was touching the metal. Yeah. Playing with the metal. And uh, this was... They kept telling him to go away, and at one point, pointed a gun at him and told him to go away. I told you to leave. I'm ordering you to leave mm-hmm. with a gun in his face or yeah. his chest or wherever. I don't really it know where it was his face. Yeah. Uh, he then, like most smart people do, left the scene. Yeah. Then he gave the interview in 1996 shortly after, and then wasn't seen publicly again until this document. Mm-hmm. Airy. Like. Documentary. Thank you. It's, document. it's just a document. It's a picture. <laughs> We're doing this all on pictures, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, he obviously didn't disappear from the location or anything, but he just disappeared just, from public eyes. Yes, nobody. Interviews and telling people that he saw it and everything, and I wonder why that was. Maybe we should get into that a little later. Maybe we should. So then we move forward seven days after Carlos de Souza's incident. The military was seen coming into the city of Vajina and created a military blockade at one of the streets. They didn't tell what street or anything. So it was just at one they of the streets. They started going everywhere. I talk a little bit. I'll talk about a little, bit, a little bit about it in a minute here. Yeah, but they it was still in like a block. Yeah. It was still in a block, though. Yeah. But anyways, so one of the roads. Seven days later. Seven days. So is it from the same crash um, craft? Or is this a different incident? Nobody really knows, but still, put two and two together with everything we go through. Mm-hmm. Hold judgment till the end, and then we'll give you our thoughts and come to your own conclusions. Oh, I'm doing the intro again. <laughs> they would not let a civilian through, so they were interviewing this guy. Oh, and yeah, that guy. He was talking about going up to the blockade, and then basically he tried to pass, even though they told him that he couldn't. Yeah. And when he attempted, they raised their rifles and would not let them pass. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure you don't fuck with the military when they say, no, you cannot pass. Don't fuck with them. Oh, it's my freedom. I'm going to pass. The fuck you are, boy. Yeah, they said it was in a matter yeah. of national security. They did. Yes, multiple times. Yes, multi, multiple. Multi, multiple. <laughs> <laughs> they went to a local news station then, and they talked with a gentleman that covered the story back in 1996. Uh, by they, I, I mean uh, Fox in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Fox, the channel, the documentary dude, the director. Anyways, yeah. they went to the local news station and talked to a gentleman that covered the story back in 1996. Mm-hmm. The reporter, his name was, um, yep, Nai Nadai. I don't know how to say it. 
It'll be up on the screen somewhere. I think I wrote it. Because Hexley covered what you're writing. <laughs> oh, I thought I was covering that. I think you were, but I think military. I, I think I actually wrote it. <laughs> oh, oh well, well, I'm gonna. I wrote a whole up. bunch of notes on it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I give you a segue into it after this. So. Beautiful. The reporter heard about a group of girls that had witnessed something. They saw a creature, and he decided to go check it out. Mm-hmm. The the girls, that is, not check the girls out. You know, I mean, go talk to them. I know Jesus, what you're I know what you're saying. When he got there. There were army trucks, and they told him to that he could not pass per what I just said. But the other guy, yeah. And when he asked why, they said, "This is an issue of national security. You cannot pass. It's a matter of national security." Mm-hmm. He was convinced that the yeah he was convinced there was a cover up in progress. Military shut down the press. Military successfully shut down the press. Yes, they did. Threatening to arrest them if they asked any more questions. Mm-hmm. A couple of blocks away from the blockade, a group of girls encountered something that had that has stuck with them to this day. Mm-hmm. Please tell them what they saw. Well, this was the report that the dude, the TV reporter guy, yeah. heard from. So this was um, the setting in question took place by three girls, two sisters and her friend, um, in a grassy alley between two buildings around three thirty in the afternoon. Um, it's like a grassy alleyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's like a, a courtyard. For it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a courtyard. Thank you. It's like a courtyard, people. A bricked in fence court, not fence, but kind of bricked in courtyard. Bricked in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to choke there. I've, well, I never mean to choke. <laughs> I wanted to choke only on Thursday nights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daddy. Oh God. <laughs> so. The three girls in, that uh, Goldilocks. The three girls who witnessed this sighting. <laughs> Fox brings Fox brings the three girls. Fox is the documentary. <laughs> like I said earlier, <laughs> as I said earlier, Fox brings the three girls: Lillian, mm-hmm. Liliana, mm-hmm. Silva, mm-hmm. Valkyria, mm-hmm. Silva, mm-hmm. to the scene. Twenty six years later, along with their friend Katya. Uh, Xavier. I would say Xavier, but I don't know. <laughs> but Katya. Katya sounds good. I, yeah. It's the right word. So. I, yeah, I won't be doing last names again. <laughs> um, the three of which were the ones who had the encounter on that night in 1996. What language did Jesus speak? Um, Hebrewic. I just typed in what language... trying to say what language do they speak in Brazil, and it came out, what language did Jesus speak? Sorry. Oh. So the three of which were the ones who had the encounter on that night in 1996. As described by the three women, the event went as follows. Was I correct? You were correct. I thought so. But it sounds just like Spanish. It does. And I understood some of it, too, so it must be similar to Spanish. So I know some Spanish, yeah. um, and by some I mean probably like six and a half words. Well, they still said yes with C, and a key is here, so it must well, be Spain and close. Portugal are very close. Listen, lady. <laughs> Sorry for giving logic. No, I'm just kidding. Don't give me facts and shit and geography. I don't want to know this shit. I don't want to know. I'm sorry. Please proceed. It's okay. As described by the three women, the event went as follows. Yes. Liliana was walking ahead of her sister and Katya by only a few feet. Um, uh, Liliana was 16 and uh, Valkyria was 14 and they didn't say Katya's age. I thought one was 13. but It doesn't matter. They were around They're that young. age. They're, They're young. young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... 
she was walking ahead of them, and she noticed and began looking at the graffiti painted on the wall to her mm. left. Caught her eye. Caught her eye. As she, her eyes were running down the wall, she then saw the creature and screamed. This drew the attention of her sister, who immediately followed her eye line to the wall and spotted it as well. Liliana mentions how she looked into its eyes and noted that it was frightened as she too felt frightened. Something mm-hmm. they repeated thousands of times. Yeah. Um, just a shared fear. Uh, she said it was an exchange of mm. fears yeah. as she felt it was as afraid of them as they were of it. Katya commented that when she saw it, she was stopped dead in her tracks like she was glued to the ground. Oops. What they saw was the creature backed up to the wall, crouched down, yeah, cowering. Um, Katya describes the creature as having red glowing eyes. Not glowing. Cut that. I don't know why I'm editing it. <laughs> Katya describes the creature as having red eyes. For posterity. Oily skin, no hair, and she couldn't discern an open mouth. Just... That it had a sad expression. Sad expression. They only noticed the eyes because they. Well, you're gonna talk about it in a second about the eyes, but um, probably because they were so noticeable that that's the only thing she noticed. Yes. They noticed. Yes, exactly. Um, afterwards, an artist collaborated with the three to paint what they witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, the painting depicts exactly what description they had said and showed the creature in a crouched, balled up stance of cowering, matching the fear that they witnessed from the being. It's pretty pretty wild yeah. picture. It's got the oily skin and everything, it's, which that'll come up later. Important. Um, and now it says like bumps on its head. Yeah, I saw which that also too. comes up a couple times too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't mention it, but every depiction had the bumps on the head. Yeah, and they didn't mention it. They didn't. Yeah. Probably nothing. But so my question, I yeah. was going to ask you in this part. Okay. So they both fe- felt fear. They saw the creature was it looked afraid. They felt fear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably nothing. In terms of, um, they probably were just scared of the creature. But do you think it's possible? Because there's theories that aliens can, they they communicate emotions and words, obviously, just yeah. telepathically. Do you, you think it's at all possible that the creature's fear was kind of also transported to the, like, psychologically transport now, or however you call it, uh, telepathic? Thank you, telepathically set transport. Or do you think they were just legit fried? I think <laughs> a fad. A fad. <laughs> I think they're both a fad. <laughs> um, I think so too. No, I think I. I genuinely think they both had fear. Um, yeah. Both parties. Um, I think I, I'm. I'm thinking of it as if this storyline that we're following is as we are told. Their ship crashed. It mm-hmm. ran away twenty miles away. It's for all intents and purposes stranded without its whatever it needs to survive, and it's on the run right now. Right. I'm assuming it's. And from accounts right now that we know as of this time, it's alone. So I'm assuming it probably was actually afraid. And, right. But then again, how can you discern emotion from an alien body like that? You know, you can't discern anything. But obviously, exactly. for some reason, they she knew felt it was afraid. Scared. Yes, they knew exactly. it was scared. Yeah. Afraid. Yeah. It's like Anyways. when you see. It's like when you see um, an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of tell what kind of mood that animal's in. Like my pup, when I get home every day and he does a big stretch and then he walks up to me and he sits down and he just wants love. Oh, and then when I'm around, he just gets hard and fucking sits next to me and it's like, hey, get away from me. Wow. Get away from me, dude. (laughs) I don't like that. He did that one time. (laughs) He's done that like four times. Times seven. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, one time. Yeah. Anyway. Nice little 
Beat Dora Drake. and dog penis. All right, let's and, go. Uh, back on the rails. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katya says that the eyes of the creature were three times that of a human. Big and red, though. Liliana says... Nice fish, but big fucking eyes. Nice fucking fish. <laughs> big fucking eyes. But a nice fucking fish. <laughs> Liliana says that after she saw the being, which was only about eight feet away from her when she saw it, she took off running, and then the other two behind her witnessed it and followed after her. Shit, eight foot is like right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right there. I would be... How's it going today? <laughs> hey, my name is Jim Fudd. Fudd, huh? Uh, on behalf of all of us, welcome to Earth. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what trinkets do you have to sell? Touch me. The three women, after fleeing for a bit, stopped to regroup. I squeaked. Mm. Stopped to regroup and asked each other, what was that? <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let's turn tail and scurry. Uh, they continued to run until they made it to Liliana and Valkyria's house, mother's house. Oh. Their mother ran out of the house and saw Katya practically carrying Valkyria after sensing something was wrong. After filling her in on the spectacle that they had witnessed, they decided to hop up in the truck and go back Against Katya's protest. Yeah, I don't want to see that thing either. Yeah, well, when Katya, uh, not Katya, when they got back and showed their mother the spot, she saw no creature but did see a footprint in the mud that she has burned into her memory today. Ten fucking toes. Nope. I know. About seven less than that. <laughs> exactly seven, actually. Uh, <laughs> what she saw was a small footprint mm-hmm. with only three long, narrow, pointed toes extending out from a circular pad of a foot. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle one was long. They were very narrow and kind of claw-like. I don't know if that was just from her well drawing or yeah. if it was supposed to be like She's that. She's not but... an artist. That was clear. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Kick her while she's down, why don't you? <laughs> oh, my God. I meant, well, if she is an artist, then one toe is just fat and long. Or uh, fat and wide. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't look good. Uh, she also notes that there was a horrible smell that burned into her nose that she couldn't rid for 20 days after. Sorry, my shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> the smell, yet again, of ammonia and sulfur. Mm-hmm. At oh. this point... And for you that don't know, rotten eggs and sulfur kind of smell similar, so kinda, yeah. you'll hear it back and forth. Yeah. At this point, she noped out and grabbed the girls mm. and left. Nope. Now, just down the road from there, happened three hours after the girls encounter military Mm. police were driving down the road next to the spot of their sighting of the girls sighting looking for something that they found this was like right around the block right literally three hours block away they uh they were on patrol told to look for something strange and they were they found it. A creature ran across the road in front of their car. <laughs> I don't know if it was <laughs> giddy. Ha ha, it's I. Spring Jack. A creature ran across the road in front of their car, and the officer fled the car and gave chase. This okay. officer taking point was named Marco Cherizi. Mario? He le- Marco? Okay. Why, do you have Mario? Yeah, I do. No, it's Marco. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Marco Trezzi. He led the chase. Now, Marco <laughs> Trezzi caught up to the creature and grabbed it with his bare hands and bear-hugged it and restrained it. <clears throat> Supposedly, he took it to a hospital from here. But more interestingly is that following 
this. Huh? Know why this autocorrected to druggy? <laughs> well, I hope struggle. <laughs> I think the government hijacked your fucking laptop and was druggy. He's a druggy. He's a <laughs> but more interestingly is that following this struggle, Cherizi smelled of the creature immediately after that sulfur ammonia smell again. Yes, sir. And felt as if his skin on the parts in contact with the creature were greasy and sticky. Over the next two to three weeks, he developed an infection in his body that would not go away and progressively got worse, Mm -hmm. especially in the parts where he came into contact with the being. An infection that essentially shut his his immune system down, as described by a doctor who treated him. Mm -hmm. He also said that in his career, he had never seen anything like this before. This infection would ultimately be one of the causes for Marco Cherizzi's death just a few weeks after contact with the creature. Oh, just a couple of weeks. An otherwise healthy 23-year-old military officer in the span of a few short weeks developed an infection that destroyed him. A doctor that worked in the intensive care unit of the hospital recalls the event while attending to Cherizzi at the time, mm-hmm. saying that his death was ruled an undetermined cause despite all the treatments and tests that they could do. The doctor said that in an effort to save his life, Cherizzi was disclosing information to them about what had happened the chase, the restraint, all of which he was restricted from talking about due to the secrecy of the military. Now, this is three weeks later. Right. He got admitted to the hospital three weeks later. Um, I'll talk about it later. 7 a.m. in the morning, he got admitted. Um, and he went in and apparently felt fine, despite all of Part his of infection. His sister, yeah. yeah. Um, and the doctor said that as he started to progressively get worse and worse, he was like, this is what happened to me. This is when it started. This is, you know, he's just telling them all the stuff to try and give them anything to try and save them. Because um, he worked for a secret government, not secret government, but uh, yeah, he couldn't tell what he was doing. Yes, yes. Uh, Something to do with that, his sister said, right? Yeah, right here. Okay. Cherise's family had only known at the time that he was working on a quote-unquote secret military operation. That was all that yeah. they knew. Okay. Now, in the time after that night, as he began begins to grow sick, his sister Marta asked him if it was true about the crash and the alien sightings. And he replied with, all I can say is this story is going to be big. Mm-hmm. He was admitted to the hospital at 7 a.m. and died at 11.45 a.m. Not that long. No. After fe- going in feeling okay, I guess. Right. I mean, why did you go to the hospital in the first place? You felt... 100% okay, though. He didn't feel 100% okay. Okay. He had that rash right. and infection that was spreading. He, he said, I pretty much feel fine. Um, Marta says that the doctors wanted to bury him as fast as possible. Yeah. An autopsy report shows the presence of an unidentified, unidentifiable substance in a general infection, but was not a justifiable cause. I believe the infection was... What this, they meant, I don't. That was a note for myself. I was about to say, is that I, a Lenin? I, I Bidened it. It's a Leninism. <laughs> Repeat line. <laughs> I um, Bidened it. In 2003, Dr. Roger Lear went to Virginia to investigate an interview. While talking to Marco Trezzi's wife, she says that the medical report took a long time for them to first receive, mm-hmm. and when they finally did get it, uh, when they finally did come to bring it, they demanded money for it. And once they received it, she said that pages were missing from it. Of course. Of course. Lying pieces of shit. Uh-huh. On the day of January 20th, when Marco's Marco Terese's capture occurred mm-hmm. that night, another capture had happened that morning by a fire brigade. Mm-hmm. 
making this the second quote unquote confirmed captures of two be- of beings that day. The fire brigade was dispatched to the area of the capture after residents called in reports of an animal distressing them. Yeah. Um, so in these cases, they call the fire brigade who comes equipped with nets and those poles that have the... Yeah. yeah. yeah because, because there's because in Brazil, there's a lot of venomous and dangerous yes, animals. Yes, exactly. So they showed up and what they saw was not a no, no normal animal. The fire brigade was dispatched, I said. Mm-hmm. They showed up on scene and captured it with a net. The creature was transferred over to the military where it was taken to a military hospital in Virginia where witnesses saw the dead creature being loaded in the back doors by doctors, nurses, military, police. The list goes on. The captured living creature by Marco was also said to be taken with the dead creature to another military base afterwards, which we will touch on in a little bit. Military. Yes. Came in with just military. (laughs) Military. (laughs) Could it be? I can't do his voice. You do his voice really well, though. David Childress? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, you see what I'm thinking. That's not it, either. I lost it. Continue. As you stated, the military police came and collected the two creatures' bodies. Mm-hmm. The one that Mar- Marco. Marco Cherizzi. Yeah, not Mario. Captured, and the one that the fireman captured. In one. another account, three people, wanting their identity and face concealed, saw a red and silver UFO hovering around <laughs> like it was searching for something for about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. They were looking at it for about 10 to 15 minutes. A couple weeks later, these three were visited by what they said were Americans. They said, they stayed into the, the Americans stayed into the night talking to them. And when they left, they said this conversation never happened. My question was, was this the U.S. government? No. Um, no. I think it was a search it party. Search party? Yeah, an uh, <laughs> alien one. What? Yeah, it was an alien. The The other UFO was looking for him. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. You're talking about the UFO one. Yes, yes, I think the UFO was searching for them. I'm talking about the people that came and talked to them. I said, was that the U.S. government? Because they said they were foreigners. Uh, Yes. They didn't say if they were, what language they were speaking. All they said was foreigners. They mentioned NASA, and then they said, no, it wasn't from NASA. <laughs> they were confusing. from KFC. No, 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 they weren't. I think it was Popeyes. <laughs> Ooh, I love Popeyes. Popeyes, Louisiana fast. Um, they also said, uh, uh, the documentary, there was a document, dude, a guy that was doing a documentary back James then. Fox. Nope. Dr. Roger Lear. Maybe that's the guy. Back in 1996, he was doing a documentary. Okay. I thought they mentioned it was him. Anyways, <clears throat> if you're doing a documentary, you're not going to say, this conversation never happened, though. So, anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there before getting into some military operations. In January of 1996, a Navy helicopter landed on a polo field at a school in Tres Caracas. Caracos. Sorry. In Tres Caracos. Whatever, you know where the fuck it was. (laughs) There then was movement of multiple vehicles entering the barracks. A Navy truck pulled up and put a metal box inside a truck, like you stated. Yes. I think this was part of London's part. That was not readable. That was not supposed to be read. I just read it. (laughs) A little behind the scenes. 
I put the note in blue. It should have been in green. He, he bidened it. <laughs> I bidened it. Why would the military be taking a... Oh, there it is. I flipped it. I put that one... Ah, I see. Uh, repeat line. Got it, damn it. Why would the military be taking a box from the infirmary? Infirmary. 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 I can't wait to find out what this thing is. <laughs> yeah. The rumor was that they were going to, to Varjina to pick up a creature. If it was rumored that the creature was there and press wanted to get inside. Mm-hmm. Sure um, and when they said that, I wasn't... So obviously they're loading the box to take the Varjina to get the... <laughs> Shut up, every time I say it. <laughs> I just I so goddamn hard there. Uh, I'd like to so, get in Varjina too. Uh, she was pretty, wasn't she? Oh, God. So, oh, now I got Penguin Crotch. Go back down. Penguin um, Crotch. <laughs> So, it sounds like they were loading an empty box into this to go pick up the creatures. Mm. Soon after their arrival from, soon after their arrival from, I just said that twice, Arjuna. You did. Nope. The, <laughs> the drivers were ordered to the commander's office and were never seen again by their coworkers. Just noticed Carlos was sitting in on this interview. Another note that... Uh, so I noticed during this interview that Carlos was sitting there in on the interview. Did you, ever, did you notice that? Carlos. De Souza? Yeah. I didn't notice he was sitting in the interview until him the there. second time like, watching. He's just like. He's just there. He's just he there. Really talk. He didn't do anything. He's like, this is cool. I'm I was glad. like, all right. He deserves some happiness. Get out and do some stuff, buddy. <laughs> he goes, I want to join you on the interviews because, well. You were mean to me. You're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I want to make asshole. sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be pushed, motherfucker. Remember, it was 26 years ago. The captain also left without saying we're the captain of the um, squadron. Captain James McDonald. Captain of squadron. <laughs> <laughs> this was unusual as he was friends with everyone, talked to everyone, and helped everyone. He wouldn't just leave without saying goodbye to anyone. <laughs> he wouldn't leave without his <laughs> box of cookies. <laughs> He always um, takes that box of cookies. I love it. They're called Scooby Snacks. Scooby Dooby Doo. That was fucking Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Didn't even catch that. It did sound wrong. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Anyways, so now we're going to fast forward to the radiologist. Do you remember this interview? Mm-hmm. Okay. The radiologist. <laughs> I was stalling because. I heard the drink go. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. But you got you on the counter. Radio. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> While on duty at a region at the regional hospital in 19 January 6. Tell me that was an accident. <laughs> in January of 1996, a radiologist was visited by the military the to x-ray something in a black zip lock. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm all fucked up right now. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, let me. <clears throat> all right. Try that again. <laughs> a radiologist was visited by the military to x ray something in a black zip body bag. Okay. Not a Ziploc bag. <laughs> can you, t- can you x ray the sandwich for me? <laughs> Yep, it's a sandwich. Perfect. That was all. Thank you. Uh, actually, you weren't allowed to see those. Uh... <laughs> Confiscate that and the sandwich. <laughs> uh, so 
There were multiple military vehicles outside the hospital no, and a truck. Wasn't. What? Just kidding. Stop it. <laughs> nobody comes. In, nobody was coming and going. Yeah. He says, nobody comes or goes. The, I don't fucking know, okay? The radiologist was asked to x-ray certain parts of this zipped body bag. Start with this penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's tiny. They requested. Yeah. The skull, cervical spine, thorax, abdomen, pelvis, legs, and arm. They watched him like a hawk the whole time, but they did not speak to each other or to him. Mm-hmm. The x-rays were then developed and taken without him being allowed to see them or to confirm them. It was normal practice to verify the images, to verify that the images are correct, uh-huh. but he wasn't allowed to verify these ones for some reason. They just took them. <laughs> what if they took them back, they opened them up after they were, like, gone? Son like, of a bitch! It's all blurry! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> no, this didn't work! Damn it! Damn it! Jim, why didn't you let him look at it? <laughs> what is this one? Because <laughs> then we'd have to kill him. <laughs> oh, shit. We got a finger. I think that's a finger. That could be a penis. Maybe it's his foot. Maybe it's a penis. Maybe it's his nose. What is that? <laughs> it's got 15 nipples. Get a load of this. Jesus Christ. Jim, it has three reproductive organs. A penis, a vagina, and I don't know what that is. It's squiggly. <laughs> it does like a hook. I think it, it protrudes out of the belly, hooks them, and then brings them in. You're mine. Oh, man. <clears throat> no, good times. Good times. So one of the military personnel present said to the radiologist that I didn't have a name for. You guys got a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just shit myself. <laughs> Your job is done. Thank you very much. Don't comment on what you saw or what you did. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Also, really, do you have a bathroom? Like, <laughs> I really got to fucking go. I've been sitting here staring at you trying to give the like, winky sign. Like, I get a press. <laughs> I've been doing the potty dance. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just holding yourself in excitement. <laughs> he says it smelled in the area very strongly. Like piss. <laughs> I think that guy pissed his pants. <laughs> he shit himself, too. It smelled like sulfur and ammonia. <sighs> like mixed between sulfur and ammonia. Yeah. Despite all the disinfecting and cleaning they did, the smell remained for three to four days following this incident. Mm-hmm. They had to close off the section because the smell was so strong. Yes, indeed. It smells like fucking rotten eggs and dead bodies, guys. That's true. Sorry. That was me. I shit my pants again. Uh, what did you eat for dinner? Spud. Well, a couple strange things. Couple. Payment reminder. Anyways, a couple strange things were that they requested secrecy and the radiologist wasn't allowed to verify the images per standard protocol. Yes. I'm doing my advertising voice. Thank Ladies, you. Ladies, gentlemen, Sasquatch. Ladies, oh. gentlemen, Sasquatch. Please go down to the description. Do it right now. I want you to click the Patreon button. And I want you to sign up to Patreon. $5 a month, you're going to get a bonus episode of some giggles and laughs. Lots you're going to get discounts on merch and a ton of other stuff. But back to your regularly scheduled program. Ding, ding. Now let's dive more into the transportation of the body and talk about the account from the man referred to as... Military X. Oh, I was going to talk about Jim. Okay. No, Military X, yes. Um, so Fox scored an exclusive interview with a witness. Very, Score! <laughs> very Sorry. close. That's pretty much his reaction. <laughs> well, 
He was like, I'm, I'm, no one's ever, I can, I've never. First, <laughs> the most credible, amazing thing in this case. JFK's back. <laughs> yes. Yes, this decade or. I said um, the game, motherfucker. I know you did. So Fox scored an exclusive interview with a witness very close to this case. A witness that, by all accounts, has not come forward and talked to people yet in the 26 years. wonder why. Uh, this witness needed and demanded the utmost secrecy and discretion for his safety and on an, an anonymity. Anonymity. That's Anonym the one. Anonymity. Oh, whatever. Anonymity. There it is. The witness goes by the name Military X for his protection. <laughs> While arranging a meeting at a secret hotel, the interview is underway. wonder if Military X had any relation to Captain James McDonald. <laughs> and Captain of Military Things. And Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the salute king. <laughs> he gets the double. <laughs> he got the double. So I think that they really enjoyed the whole exclusiveness about that. Did you get that feeling? Like they were sneaking cameras into the hotel room. A little too shit. much. They were like, doom, 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 doom. He has covered the fucking camera up with a towel. I'm like, guys, then the hotel, you're allowed cameras. Then the hotel room they hit. Right. They were filming themselves sneaking in cameras. Like, come on. <laughs> It's okay. It was good. I would have enjoyed it too. Uh, they got a hotel room that was the size of a freaking closet. Well, they got. They, I think they did a, the double room, so the rooms were connected by a door, so they yeah, get that shot. Yeah, gotcha. which was smart. It's smart. So anyway. I, if anybody actually looks into that, all they have to go is because you showed what fucking hotel it was, you dumbass. It's, all they have to do is okay. Well, we're gonna see when the documentary guy. I think the law be okay. <laughs> They'll all be okay. But what I'm saying is if someone really was going to do something, mm -hmm. you look for where mm -hmm. he rented, uh -huh. seeing as now you know the hotel, Yeah, when he rented, and what was the adjoining room? Did he rent both of them? That's true. There's security cameras. You know who'd fucking talk? Like, they could easily, if they wanted to, figure out who this guy was. That was my point, is they enjoyed it way too much, the yeah. secrecy thing. It's like, it's not that secret. You showed the hotel again. Right, right. Right. No so, doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. So, Military X was interviewing them. Nope. He was not interviewing them <laughs> the other way around. Guys, why are you doing this documentary? <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> I'm pointing out. So, what did you see that day? I don't know. <laughs> he blanked. He froze. So, Military X said that he was part of military operations involving the Virginia case. He says that on the day in question, it was a normal day when around 9 a.m. he was oh, summoned Virginia. to prepare. Huh? I was laughing. He calls it Virginia. 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 Yeah. Uh, he said it was a normal day when around 9 a.m. he was summoned to prepare some trucks for a mission along with other officers. Hey, military, come over here and help me with these trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody from the base shows up. No, not all of you. Sing X. Singular military. <laughs> not plural. Oh fuck. They said they didn't they didn't say what the mission was, only that they were going to Virginia. Yeah. No, uh this was at Essa, which was mm -hmm. twenty miles away from that was, Virginia. I think that was in the Yes where the crash craft happened. Yes. Same vicinity, which was like twenty one to twenty six like miles away. Yeah. 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 So they said they were going to Virginia. Virginia. Once they arrived in this one, autocorrected to actual Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Once they arrived in Virginia, they were to await. Nope. They were to. Oh, 
just wait <laughs> for instructions. The Army Secret Service was also present and on standby with them. I think it was S2. And yeah, I, once I saw S2, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's Area 51 S2. <laughs> But You're then such it was a nerd. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Military X was told to follow another military member, Military Z, <laughs> to his truck. <laughs> they didn't say a name. No, they didn't. No, military, military member to his truck. Military double D's. Yes. To Humanitas Hospital, where he would then back his military truck <laughs> to the back gate. <laughs> Shit, sorry. <laughs> Too far. <My> bad. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Pull forward a little bit. <laughs> Military. Sorry, extra. officer. My bad. I can't drive this thing. I don't know. How to, I, I've never been taught. I don't know how to drive. This is new to me. Back up again. All right. <laughs> Beep. Oh. <laughs> Is that a person? <laughs> I hit a little thing. Once backed up to the gate, he said he saw a box sitting on top of a stainless steel table surrounded by doctors and members of the military. Mm. When he looked inside of the box, he saw a quote-unquote different creature one with oily skin like silicone, and he was afraid. He says that everyone was looking at each other, the doctors, the various military personnel, because no one was sure, quite sure what they were actually looking at. Great Scott, what the fuck is this, Jim? That's what they said. I'm a doctor, damn <laughs> Not a medical surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, that doesn't really work here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. I'm not a ufologist. Hey, doctors. <laughs> hey, doctors. <laughs> he noted that inside of the box, he saw the foot of the creature. He describes it by showing the Vulcan hand sign. Yeah. My question. Painted, pointed digits. Painted. And less than a human at only two. It did its nails before it left. It painted. <laughs> Feel like. <laughs> so he said two, right? Yeah. Was there a third one? That's the thing. They he, Military X. <laughs> military X. Said he only saw two digits. Yeah. So, oh. well, maybe who they, knows? Maybe, maybe that one, maybe he got its toe chopped off. Well, let's look at it this way think of misidentification of bear footprints into Sasquatch footprints. Yes, they stepped in their footprint. Do you think the alien has two feet and accidentally stepped in its footprint a Possibly. second time and then it looked like three feet? That's a very logical toes. explanation you have there. So, that's why there was like a bulbous. Heel because it stepped twice, so it he made the heel. And <laughs> bulbous like my bit. <laughs> yes, I think I, I think that's a possibility. Anyways. Um military I was thinking about that for a while. Up all night last night. I got home at three. Got home from where? I don't know. It sounded good. <laughs> I got in a bed at three, which is home to me. <laughs> he says. Curled up in my little blanket. Um, Sorry. It's okay. So two digits. Two digits. The foot was proof to him of its otherworldly origins. Once his fear was sensed by one of the other military members, Military D, around his dick, around this time, mm. they told them to leave. Told him to yeah, leave. Like, shoot him away. Shoot too. him away. He said, go, you. Uh, he you said, go now. He said, you go. <laughs> Get out of here. Get military X believes that there exists video footage of the creature in in the hospital because he saw somebody with a camera around his shoulder, but not, not filming. Not just, filming. Just around his shoulder. Probably already filmed it. Though. Yes. So he believes that there was video footage of Therefore, that. Fox is 100% sure there's footage of it. 100%. No questions asked. He's like, yeah, it's real. Where is it? Can I see it? All right. It? We're going to go fucking find this shit. I'm going to find it. He then says that after this, he drove the creature from Humanitas Crazy. Hospital to Asa, Asa Army Base 20 miles away where they would st- where it would stay there overnight. 
Yeah. Um, that's where he originated the morning. Yes, sir. Um, he was pulled into an office where he was asked what he saw. He was pulled in with one of those, you know, hooks that they use for... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, military, come here. Everybody shows up again. God damn it, just X, please. We should really make this a lot easier. <laughs> military X, military D, double Ds. Have you seen those things? Military XXX. <laughs> Ooh, don't Google that. <laughs> he was asked what he saw. He yeah. said that he Did thought he? it was a burnt man or something. Yeah. They no, replied with, no, that's not what you saw. What you saw was supernatural. That's funny. So are they calling his bluff or are they telling him like, no, you saw a burnt. Yeah, I don't burnt. know. I didn't mean burnt, but you saw a supernatural. Not, right. I'm not sure about that. I think it was more like. A, the way he portrayed it was that they thought he, that he was trying to deceive them. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Military X says that there was a severe punishment for anyone who would talk about this, what they saw, or what happened in Virginia. If you do, I'll spank your ass. Hence the need for secrecy. No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I saw a creature. <laughs> I tell everybody, I swear to God. Um, following, the night, <clears throat> following the night stay at Essa... He then transported the creature from Essa to Espex. Espex. I was right. Base in Campinas, where he thinks they studied it. Now mm-hmm. he become. Now it gets to the point where his confirmed knowledge. He set, makes a point of saying this. He goes, "This is the end of my confirmed knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm speculating in rumors." He says that rumor that at the time rumors circulated that the creature was then given over to the United States as they weren't as they were more equipped to handle such an event than the Brazilian Air Force or government. Which is cool with the account from I think it was the air traffic controller a little later. Right here. Oh, Fox then meets with a Brazilian. <laughs> Did you do that too? Nope, I didn't do anything. You said military. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Go proceed. My bad. Fox then meets with Brazilian air traffic controller operator Jose Manuel Fernandez, who was working as such at the time. He says his unit was responsible for the airspace over Sao Paulo near the creature's known location at this point. He says that the U.S. Air Force landed in Campinas, Campinas, and from there, two military helicopters took off to an unknown place, now known that it was Virginia, Virginia, collected something... And then returned to Combinus, loaded it in back in the U.S. Air Force plane, and dipped right the fuck out, gone. Goddamn right. Zoom the hell out of there. Would Brazil work with America and just hand this over, and why? Brazil is in America, just South America. Are you talking about the United States? United States. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> just You're so funny. <laughs> Anyways, answer my question. Uh, no, I believe that this was probably like a, um, an older brother, younger brother type thing where... Older brother goes, hey, it's a dope-ass toy. You should give it to me. Otherwise, uh, you should definitely give it to me. Yeah. Well, they were saying... I think it was a forceful thing. They were saying that um, the Brazilian government didn't have knowledge of this, and that it was like a secret operation, and that they were not equipped to handle it, right? Yes. Or maybe they were big brother, little brother. I think they were just like... You know you can't do anything with this, but we have 50,000 of them. Yes. 50,000 of them from area 51, 2, 3, and 4. And S2. 19, 21, 32, S2, 51, 66, Roswell Base. 
Just freestyling here now. What about that? So, the military air traffic control guy mm-hmm. says they were told after this to keep total silence on this exchange and the landing. And he was asked, how did you know it was U.S. Air Force? He goes, well, because the plane landed and had U.S. Air Force all over USAF. it. USAF. USA. 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 So like when Janice says USA, it's USA. The fuck is USA? Oh, it's your country. Oh, USA. Ask her how to pronounce the ESA. ESA? Yeah, because that's... ESA? No, no, because ESA is what they... The military place. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was the air traffic controller. Ah. And military X. Not related to Captain James McDonald. Get up. Get it up there. There it is. Or <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> so, yeah. to wrap it up, let's talk about a little bribery that might have happened. Oh. Threats bribery. A little, a little There's a fine line between yeah. bribery and threats. In this case. And blackmail. So, the witnesses that were brought. Yeah, the win- the th- fucking shit, man. The girls, the three girls' mothers were bribed and offered money in a briefcase mm-hmm. if she told the girls they they saw nothing. And stop talking about it completely. And stop talking about it completely. It she was did. like late at night they showed up too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't want to say three in the morning. That's the no. thing I think. But it was late at she night. She said she was getting ready for bed. Yeah, she was getting ready for bed. She, yeah, she cut, no. She declined. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> she, this is what I said to that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, she's got a knife. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm loca. Uh, anyways, she declined stating she will not portray her daughters as liars. Or the girls as liars. She's one of the real ones. Real whole Jeep. <laughs> Keep it real for the underground. <laughs> they were wearing foreigners. Not that we're wearing foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the Alabama collection. <laughs> oh, it's which they were foreigners wearing black suits. Oh. Were they the men in black? Were they American? We don't really know. Maybe they didn't, a combination of both? All of the above. But here's the one I want to really get into. Carlos de Sousa. Sousa, sorry. Carlos de Sousa. Mm. Also had an incident with the men in black suits. Mm-hmm. In a cafe... Starbucks. Shortly after his interview. Yeah. His first one. Exactly. Sorry. His yes. first interview in 1996. Two very tall men in black suits came up to him while he was in a coffee shop or mm-hmm. a cafe. Cafe. And they asked him, are you Carlos de Souza? Married to so-and-so? Your daughter is so-and-so? I can't say the names because, of course, right, 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 I don't right, know. Right, right. Uh, they did. And then dot, dot, dot. In other words, I kept going. And they described his whole life, mm-hmm. uh, which would creep the fuck on anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. He asked who they were and mm-hmm. how they knew all that. Their response was, look, you didn't see anything. You shut up. Go away. If someone asks, you didn't see anything. You don't know anything. If not, things are going to go. Yeah. Things are going to get very weird for you. So get out of here. Mm-hmm. The car he described they were driving in was a very dark blue almost black vehicle and it didn't have a license plate yep oh sorry go ahead please please i was gonna say uh back to the girl's account as well yes after she shooed them out of the house yeah she's like get the fuck out of here i'll cut you again um she said that she looked outside again real quick to try and see where they were driving yeah yeah and the car was gone there was no car there at all but it was like seconds 
Right. Well, there's also the thought of maybe she wasn't expecting just a normal-ass fucking car, so. She said there was no cars out there. Oh, oh, oh car. Okay. She had okay. The briefcase of money after, they also told her that she has a very opp- good opportunity to become very rich, but all of this money she can only spend outside of Brazil. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird as well. So I'm it's assuming American, but. Now, this wasn't part of the bribery, but I found it interesting. wanted to bring it up for final thoughts. Okay. Uh, they went to visit the guy that was driving oh, during the that. yeah the, during the incident with um I have Mario written Marco Terezi Marco Terezi and his response when they were there because he fuck out of here. <laughs> if this is about the ET I won't talk go away or I'll kick you out with bullets yes so, starting to, so my the main point there was if this is about the ET mm-hmm. in other words to me that's saying yeah. Evidence, yes. Yeah, it's I mean, a, a, it could have just been the wording, but right. But this guy was the the his was mm-hmm. Marco's partner in mm-hmm. the car, followed or was with him on the chase. Mm-hmm. Witnessed all of this stuff went down, and then he disappeared right afterwards. Yes. Nobody had heard from him or seen him, but they tracked down with some guy. I don't remember who or how, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're like, oh, we know where he lives, mm-hmm. and of course, Fox is like, let's. Fucking go! We ride at dawn. We right now. We can't <laughs> wait for dawn. <laughs> he might be dead. Dawn is slow. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, he made a great point. Yeah. If he had nothing to hide, he would have just said so. Instead, he was adamant that they get the fuck away. Yeah. They're gonna get in trouble. I will not talk about the ET. He said it was dangerous for him and them. Yeah. But yes, he was so, threatening. Anyways. To shoot them. I, th- I oh wanted God. to bring that up. Can I just ask one question before? Everybody, can I Pregunta. just ask? Again, another Spanish word that means he question. S- he said, well, that, did you see how they were doing that? They had Spicy Latina translating mm-hmm. to the other translator, translating to him, and then back and forth. So it was going all three, and then Fox is there, like, trying to watch it all. And he's like, everyone stop. Just let me ask one question. And the guy's like, get the fuck out of here. It was, I will remove you with bullets. It was very tense. It was. And then once the guy was like, wrap it up, we're done. Let's get the hell out of here. He goes, can we just ask one question? He's like, get the fuck out of here. So I had to look closely at the guy in the window. Uh, whatever the fuck his name was. I can't yeah. remember. Sorry. I can't remember either. And I swear to God, I know it was blurred, but I swear he had a gun right there. I thought so too. I can't tell. It could have been just an arm or something. I thought so too. Could have too. been his hand, but it looked like a gun. So in those, in my, putting myself in his shoes, I wouldn't be fucking like, Pressing the guy with a gun pointed at me, yeah. I'd be like, hey, "He doesn't want to talk." All right, I All think right. he's got something to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The minute, the minute I'm strolling up and I just see him in the window with a gun, just like, "All right, turn around," <laughs> just, just I'm gonna leave. So, thank you, sir. <laughs> so, I wanted to bring that up yeah. for final thoughts, just okay. because it kind of goes into it. Yeah, but uh, that's basically all the documentations, documentary. I meant to say. Had to offer and a little bit of uh, ad libbing. Definitely should check it out. Hundred percent. Called. We. I don't think have we said what it was called. Moment of contact. Oh, if we didn't, we did there. Um, so off all that, let's uh, kind of give our own final thoughts. Oh. We've presented the facts. It's time now to examine the evidence and give our theories. So pull up a chair for our final thoughts. <laughs> Science. In my dojo, Lennon goes first, so please. Dope. My first final thought, mm-hmm. in all caps, wow. Yeah. 
good thing. With so many eyewitnesses, documented evidence, videos, photographs, blatant cover-ups, testimonial details that appear in all witnesses that either corroborate or match, Mm -hmm. the evidence stacks up that this truly did occur and in the manner in which it is said to have, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I literally was looking for plot holes. Yeah. I was struggling to find anything that didn't sync up. The biggest thing for me was times and the unknowns. But that's because they didn't... Was the... Sorry, my voice just went there. It's okay. The biggest thing for me was times and the unknowns. Yeah. Um, Was the unknown and time difference between the crash and the sighting and capture the two Mm -hmm. uh, seven days later. Uh, Like you said, was it the same? Were those two beings from that crash? Right. Or was this something different? Was it unrelated? Were they captured and then somehow escaped? Exactly. Exactly. So That we um, wouldn't know. But pretty much everything after that is just kind of wild. Yeah. Because there's video of the military blockades. They were saying, like, this isn't something the military does. They don't just roll up into our own towns Mm -hmm. and blockade roads and shit. They don't. Exactly. But also, during the uh, Military X part, they did show an actual photo from... Yes. Like, the the van he was following. With the follow vehicle. Yep. Yep. I thought that was pretty intriguing. That was. Um, That's my final thought. So, for me... I agree. It's same thing. Everything you just said and the time thing. There's more. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go, go, go. Uh, The time thing for me was more of a, they didn't stress time period, like time Mm -hmm. when things were happening. They just kind of were going with interviews. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there's many different people and it all lines up unless all these people got together and said, here's our story. Yeah. Let's create this picture. So pretty much how I, sorry. No, go finish. Finish off again. No. This is pretty much how I figured it all out to work was on january 13th crash seven days later capture and sightings of the two mm-hmm. that day january 20th was also the same day that military x was dispatched out and then january 21st was all the transfer 22nd was the transfer between 22nd and 23rd was them getting flown out mm-hmm. into the to the u.s and then fast forward to February 20th or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or just or in February, that was when Marco died. And then during all this time, this all went down. Um, in the following months, then, like you said, in May, the military finally acknowledged it, made a press conference of it, where they were pretty much like, we did military shit, fuck off, For stop national asking. security. Yeah. And they're like, can you prove anything that you did? He goes, I don't need to prove shit to you. It's basically, basically, yeah. yeah. I don't need to prove anything. I already said what I had to say. Yeah. And then. Okay. Just thank you. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something. I think it happened. I think. Yes. Counts. Uh, why would witnesses need to be bribed if nothing happened? Right. Why would the driver be so adamant? You're going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. Get the fuck out. I will remove you with bullets. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the ET. Uh, why all the secrecy and threats if nothing happened? Mm-hmm. So I think something happened as well. Agreed. So something happened in Agreed. January of 1996 in the city of Virginia, Brazil. Virginia, Brazil. <laughs> Anyways, it was witnessed by many and there was a strong military presence in the aftermath. They seem to want to cover something up that happened back then. There are many similarities in this case as to the one in Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day the truth will be revealed. But until then, 
Those are our theories, and we're sticking to them. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies, gentlemen, Squatches and Virginianites, (laughs) thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions, you can do so by finding us on Instagram, Facebook, on our YouTube channel, and now on Reddit. We have our own Reddit subreddit where you can post your own theories, discussions, comments on our posts, post your own stuff you want us to see. Post, post, post. Pretty much everybody, it's just a Reddit message board, but our subreddit. We also have our own Reddit page on there, account. So look for us there. Links to everything are in the show notes below. If you enjoy what we do here, don't touch my Sasquatch. Sasquatch? (laughs) Never fucked that up. And would like to support us, join our Patreon and get bi-weekly bonus shows, discounts on new merch. Yes. Make sure you check out that giveaway. Every month. Oh, not not the giveaway. (laughs) Bad timing on that one. Planning on new merch every month. Sorry. Exclusive Patreon-only content and lots more to come. Hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads to listen first thing every Monday morning because you need that on your goddamn drive from ASAP to Humanitas Hospital. (laughs) Exactly. Put it in your veins. Drop us a five-star rating and review, and this month it'll get you a free giveaway, maybe. Shirt, mug, your choice. Well, no, not your choice. Sorry. It's not your choice. It's our choice. (laughs) Fuck you. Tell us what you love and... (laughs) Shit! Put the shovel down! (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Foot out of mouth. Go ahead. Um, tell us what you uh, love and how you are enjoying the show. It's share us on your socials and tell your cryptid-loving friends and family about us. Mm. Subscribe and hit the bell and like Bing. the videos on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. This all helps us to grow and bring you even more con- great content for you to enjoy. Enjoy it in the ear holes. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, reve- rate us, and review us. <laughs> but remember to always real. stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. He's boycotting Lennon today because he can't say his fucking name. Revite it. <laughs> Peace. See you. Dope. For sure, for sure. No. What'd you say? That's dope. That's dope. No doubt. No doubt. That's what it was. That's what it was. No doubt. No doubt. We interrupted. <laughs> it's okay. It was very robotic. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> you got it, baby. So they fed it up. They were to be right after her. The three <laughs> women. Now, thorax is something that like um, insects have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like. Yeah. It may sound stupid, but. No. Humans don't think, have a thorax, or is that like part of the throat? I thought we did. Hold on. If we do, I'm gonna be a complete idiot with egg on my face. Here, it's getting kind of anyways. In humans, you boys, the thorax is the chest region. Okay, that's getting cut because I ain't no idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Tangent, fun, fun little story for you. Couple, um, couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the one guy. Excellent. Cut himself really bad. Ooh, and that's he, hilarious. Thanks. No, no, listen, listen. He passed out from blood loss. Not Still fun. not finding the hilarious listen, part. He said he's driving him to the hospital. He's like punching him to fight in the face to wake him up. He's like, wake the fuck up. Don't fall asleep on me. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe. Maybe it was cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's going to be great. I love it. It's all of you, beard. Clean up on aisle Lennon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> such good timing. That scared the poopy out of you, didn't it? I'm mean, not basically. That's that's fucking that is, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
done. <laughs> Bye.